This is Dr. What? Dr. Where? Stories of Rural Medicine. It's the podcast exploring what it's like to further your training and practice medicine in regional Victoria. We've explored all kinds of medical specialties on this podcast and the wonderful training and career opportunities across the footprint of Northwest Victoria and the Gippsland Regional Training Hubs. The Western Victorian Regional Training Hub has commissioned a number of episodes looking at different aspects of life and work in Western Victoria. From the incredible coastal vistas of the Great Ocean Road to the broad expanse of the Wimmera, there's an incredible lifestyle and dynamic career waiting for you. The Great Ocean Road and the coastal towns beyond are the major drawcards for the Southwest. Millions of people each year flock to the region causing these coastal communities to swell in size over summer. The doctors featured in this episode have all made the sea change to the southwest coast, moving from inland rural towns and metropolitan cities to join in the easy lifestyle that locals lead all year round. Two of these locals are obstetrician and gynaecologist Dr Kristen Cornell and sports and exercise physician Dr David Long. They met in Warrnambool and are now raising a family there. Well, we were both interns at Geelong Hospital. Dave was the year above me and at that stage, Warrnambool didn't have its own interns. So you rotated down from either Geelong or St Vincent's from Melbourne. So I was on my rotation down there as an intern and was very doe-eyed and we met in the emergency department and Dave taught me how to do a backslide. <laughs> That's a plaster cast. <laughs> I was down there for three months and that's how we originally met and then we were both, Dave was locuming over the years and uh, he was always back and forth from Warrnambool and I started my training program a year or so after that and we just always loved it down there and um, continued to, I did my third year of my training, it's a six year training program and I did my third year there. Yeah, I kind of fell in love with Warrnambool in the middle of the 2000s which was the drought and um, we had rotations down there as an intern and, uh, and it was one place that was still seemed green in the whole state and it just a, seemed like a paradise. And, and as Kristen said, the people were really welcoming not only the hospital staff but just the town. It kind of felt like a good size, like it was that mid-range size town which had all the services and, and particularly the medical services. There's really not much that we don't have down in Warrnambool as far as you know, medical coverage, which makes it really appealing. It's effectively a, you know, a secondary, not quite a tertiary centre, but it's a, a high-level hospital centre, which... Mm. And it's only growing at the moment. And yeah. as some of the smaller towns give up services and it's far enough away to keep day trippers out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but close enough that we can go to the city pretty quickly if we need to and Ballarat and Geelong are pretty close. And, yeah, so it's perfect for us. Bit cold, but otherwise, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's pro- probably worth saying that, that actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the commute is really, I think some people see that as a fair barrier, but you know, I've been doing a clinic day in Geelong and a clinic day in Melbourne uh, once a week since I've been in Warrnambool, which has been maintainable the whole way through because partly because of the transport down there, the train makes it doable. I think if I had to drive every week, it would be more of a challenge, but. I find it actually awesome, uh, study time, admin time, 
And while it is a bit of a red rattler, it is uh, it's very comfortable still. Uh, so it's made that made that sustainable. And David, what was it like doing your training and and also exams in Warrnambool? I did my emergency medicine training through with a combination of work at the Austin for a few years and uh, working intermittently. I spent a year and a half at Warrnambool uh, during that training time. But you've got to do some tertiary centre time, so there is a bit of an up and back. I think if you do general practice, it's easier. You can do your entire training there. If But the kind of specialties we've chosen, you need to spend time in a tertiary centre. So that's, you know, it's a major Melbourne or Geelong hospital for that time. I have managed to do most of my sports medicine training down there though, which is sort of, again, with a little bit of combination time with Melbourne and Geelong, I set up a practice down there think yeah 2016 when we first moved down uh, I was lucky enough to to have Olympic Park sponsor that setup um, effectively make it a, an outpost of Olympic Park and continue to supervise my training remotely which was was uh, amazing mm. we've been very well supported in that way by people wanting to um, really support you if you show an interest in going out to a smaller community so we often have had people bend over backwards to really support us in that way in terms of our training. Myself through some colleagues um, in Ballarat as well um, have improved my training so that I can provide services, sort of advanced laparoscopic services in Warrnambool. And so we've been really lucky in that way and we're wanting to continue that. Dave's got a registrar now, a trainee, working with him in Warrnambool through and that's that's never happened before. So you know, as well as us, we're trying to, you know, improve the tertiary sort of level training for people so they don't feel that going to the country is a pause or, you know, it's actually a... Or a poor substitute. Yeah, for for city training, training. in fact, quite the opposite because the opportunities and breadth of experience that you have in the country far often exceeds that in the city. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Mm. The, the access to doing procedures and, and getting to see patients is incredible. has been much better, actually, than mm. most of my city time. Outside of work, the lifestyle considerations are a massive factor, particularly living somewhere like Warrnambool on the coast with the, the beach on your doorstep. So what's it been like over the years living there? Oh, awesome. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it. it's great. We love it. If I compared it to when I was working at the Royal Women's for sale, um, Heidelberg, you're looking at a 45-minute trip to work minimum. So having to leave for an 8 o'clock start, even sometimes just as the kids are waking up, whereas where I am, it's an eight-minute drive to work. I used to duck out from clinic to do immunisations and, you know, quickly see plays and stuff and go back. And that's just not an option in the city, you know. Like, I mean, the beautiful landscape aside, like there's so much to do. I think people can work that out easily enough for themselves and especially, you know, this summer when everyone's holidaying in their own backyard in Victoria, we've just been so – there's so many people. It's, it's a beautiful spot but just every nothing is further than 10 minutes away and when you are really busy – and you've got kids, then it just makes everything so much easier when you've only, you can duck out. And, you know, a lot of our unit uh, are women and we've got one fantastic non-woman, man. <laughs> and we're all just incredibly supportive of people that, are, you know, have kids, 
breastfeeding, you know, we're really, we've all been there and we want to make it easier for them and try and we encourage them to, you know, do those things that we were allowed to do, duck out, do this, do that, see them take the afternoon or whatever you need to do to kind of try and keep some sort of normality or normal lifestyle with your family. Yeah, I think the lifestyle options are incredible in where we are. It's It, it enables you to do things on the weekends. Like I, I remember being up in Sydney and visiting some of Kristen's friends who were doing nippers on the on the weekend in the in Bondi Junction and it took us about an hour to go 3Ks on a Sunday morning in the traffic to get to their nippers and, and it's it's five minutes away in Warrnambool. We have got just the just same. Just got to wear wetsuits. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> true. That's a different. But similarly, all those sort of after-school sports are so much more accessible. You don't have to battle through traffic to go to Bunnings on a weekend just to nip in, nip out. It was a major ordeal living in Northcote. And people often thought I was mad sort of moving down here, coming up to Melbourne and Geelong. But actually my total travel time's less than when I lived in Northcote and worked at Olympic Park in Richmond. Like it's a seven hour, seven and a half hours for five days a week, seven and a half hours back and forth, 45 minutes, um, five days a week was more than I have to do with my once a week commute. With all your colleagues being really supportive with everything that comes along with raising a family, as well as having all of the activities that you do on your doorstep, you'd be able to get a lot more involved with that sort of thing. I'd like to get more involved in some of the you know, school councils, committees and things like that, which have probably been a bit remiss. Yeah, yeah, I'm keen to do that. Just uh, getting through training and things, I guess, mm. has meant that that's... A I think, we, yeah, we both feel like we're just coming up for air a little bit. I've set up a business in the last few years and so is Dave and he's finished his exams and training and, yeah, I've like been setting things up for a partnership and, yeah, so it feels like we'll be able to invest a bit more in those things now. Our kids are just getting to that sort of school age where you feel like you might just have a little bit of extra time, perhaps a bit of extra time. No, yeah, along with, along, along with the to-do list of living opposite a mm. surf beach but only mm. getting out maybe once a month <laughs> on average since we've lived there. It's really that's fun and we, we, we have loads of friends there, you know, and I was always worried about that when I moved, you know, but everyone's just so accepting and keen for you to stay so you get taken out and, mm. you know, it's, it's incredible what people will do because they are just so appreciative of having you there and, um, you know, I think that when people come and, and that's the great thing about having registrars come down and experience it for a bit, we want to give them that great experience because it is just such a great life and and I think now with COVID and people working online a lot more because it was often perhaps someone, yeah, they were keen but their partner is stuck in Melbourne working at a corporate bank and you can't change that for them but perhaps now, you know, those little people working from remotely might make it more accessible to, to people who thought it might be in the past. Do you feel like there's anything that you're missing out on in Warrnambool? No. Um, I think we can always make a trip if we need to. Like things like the zoo, the aquarium, like those sort of bigger ticket items. Mm. I mean, realistically, it was one of the things that I think was interesting is we probably saw more of our close friends when we moved down to Warrnambool than we were in Melbourne because mm. it was like such a hassle. Everyone just scatters. Yeah, the and... hassle to get across town an hour to see them and then you're sort of just doing a coffee Whereas they come down and they stay for a weekend, then you're kind of having that nice relaxed mm. time with them and 
And similarly, like, although we, you know, we were members of the zoo or whatever, I don't know that we went very often. And if we want to go, like, you know, we just head up to Melbourne. So it's not heaps that we're missing. I feel like we weren't doing that stuff enough to make it really, like we were saying earlier, you know, worth your while. Like, it's not like we're going out to all these <laughs> shows and gigs and stuff like when we were younger. Yeah, that was, that was really fun. But f- for me, having grown up in a regional area... I was fairly convinced that that's where I'd want to be living. It's a, it possibly is an age group or a hobbies and an interests thing. I, I couldn't have conceived living where I'm living 10 years earlier because mm. I was in that living in inner Melbourne, going out to pubs and clubs and, and enjoying that part of life. And people should with, do along that. With, that's very fun. Yeah, along with the, yeah, when, when you're at uni and so... It's it, you know it was a clear change as we started to kind of have kids and and make the move out towards the suburbs. It was it seemed the right thing for us to go the full hog and and move to the country. Yep, super happy with the decision. A mm. lot of people were saying to me, "When are you going to be up in Melbourne next?" I'm like, eh. yeah, not in a hurry. No. <laughs> <laughs> when are you coming to Warrnambool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at where you're at professionally in terms of where your career's at, do you think you would be at a, a similar point if you were practising in a major metropolitan centre? I don't think so. And I think I've been forced to take on stuff that I probably wasn't quite ready for. Opportunity threw me into a new business and skill mix-ups and all of a sudden, you know, I own my own business and it, I've built it up and... I've got lots of skills and people um, look to me for advice and experience and um, I feel like I would probably have had a more narrowed skill set for sure in the city. I wouldn't get the amount of obstetric experience that I do now and I feel like I'd just blur into the consultant mash of a big hospital probably. And certainly Dave's opportunities, you know, have only improved and increased I think he's a great example of you're not going backwards moving to the country and you can still have that um, support of your professional body if you go you know once a week or once fortnight to be um, around other people with more experience so that you do feel like you're keeping in touch with other people in your profession because that is important and necessary but with his new job and everything like I don't think we'd ever imagine that that would have happened so soon. (laughs) In, in, you know, now in, in my world of sports medicine, it is most people are attracted to working at an elite level. Like you want to work in an elite football club or rugby or whatever. And it's um, I've been lucky enough to be able to still do those things where I am. And in fact, you know, to kind of address your question, I, I think I am way ahead of where my colleagues at similar levels would be. You know, in terms of experience and. And like Kristen said, you know, learning to run your own practice, there's no way I would have been running my own practice by now in the city. I would have perhaps bought into something else or, or just at least be working there as, a, uh, as another doctor at another practice. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I feel incredibly independent and ready and, yeah, very lucky to be still able to, to work in elite sport uh, at a number of disciplines. I think there's a large shift or well we've got a really large young professional body of specialists in not only medicine but a lot of young people come to Warrnambool and it surrounds whether they've grown up there or they've worked there before but 
what I would say is that we, if you are a GP, we have a lot of ways to keep um, GPs who want to be a bit more practical or do some, from my area, sort of obstetrics and gynaecology, we're really um, supportive. They've got our number. They just call us when they need advice or, you know, um, and I think that is a, personally in our area, we've got a really good relationship. A lot of them are, are really good friends as well, but I think in any kind of smaller centre, that's a huge advantage, being able to have a specialist on the end of the phone that you know and can easily ask questions and, and for us as well, for other specialists and GPs. So I think that's that's another benefit. And, and the South West particularly, gee, we've got a new hospital, half new hospital, we're getting the other half built in the next couple of years. It's beautiful. We've got a, amazing services in the cancer centre next door. The emergency department, the ICU and the theatre is just about to expand. Gee, where, why would you go anywhere else? Like it's, it's, it's going to become a really big um, centre for the, for the South West Triangle and, you know, into also Mount Gambier and supporting South Australia. So um, get only, in while you can. Yeah, <laughs> the, the only um, people we're missing are, are a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if any buddy neurosurgeons are listening. Neurosurgeons, welcome. <laughs> yes, very welcome. Come down our way. We'd, we'd love to complete the uh, specialty um, mix. Have you ever thought of practising medicine at the beach? Dr. June Parker does. No, really. Dr. Parker is an anaesthetist at Portland District Health where the coastline and beach is across the street and just down a flight of steps. The main thing that struck me about Portland when I came here was the uh, beauty of the coastline. And I was coming here as a short-term trial and I just fell in love with the uh, environment that uh, this city sits in. It's quite hard to ignore even from the hospital. That's like, right, yeah. You, you literally right on the beach here right on the beach right on the beach actually at an elevated location so you've got a scoping view of the sea if you're lucky you get the view well most patients in fact get the view from the rooms and that's quite uh, quite therapeutic i could imagine it it must be the the best view from a hospital bed in almost anywhere almost anywhere <laughs> i've seen a lot of hospitals and this ranks as one of the top what was the reception from, from your colleagues in the health service when you started working here? Actually, um, I found the transition into working here very easy, and partly because you know, I knew some of the people who were working here already. Well, I had been in the region for quite a few years, so I knew what I was getting myself into. And, and when you come and work in a, a smaller hospital like this, you work with a small, small team. And people out here are just generally just very, very nice, yeah. And that, that always helped. But initially, you know, there's a period where you need to get to know each other, like, like any relationship, really. But that happens more easily as well in a smaller town because you work with the same group of people all the time and you've got the time to nourish that uh, relationship, working relationship. Being in Portland, it's, mm. it's relatively isolated from larger health services like perhaps Ballarat mm. or um, over the border into South Australia mm. or, or even more advanced care towards Melbourne. What's been your experience with the support networks mm. and that sort of thing here? Mm. Portland's quite isolated. Um, it has a population of 10,000 and Shire has a population of almost 20,000. 20, so it actually counts as a city. Um, but of course, the service itself is not uh, um, 
um, self-sufficient to provide a wealth of services to meet the needs of the community. And therefore, what that means is that you always need to liaise with bigger institutions that can provide that level of additional support and services. And we're quite fortunate, really, because other bigger towns and cities are not that far away. Warrnambool is only an hour and 15 minutes down the road. And uh, Hamilton, um, it's a similar size um, city, um, but the hospital is, uh, is slightly larger. It's only 45 minutes to an hour down the road. Mount Gambia is again uh, an hour over the border to over to the west. And the other good thing about working in Victoria is uh, it's a tertiary institution, massive hospitals that can provide every service needed. So say Geelong and Melbourne, mainly Melbourne, they're not, not that far away. The health service here would be the first point of contact for a lot of very serious cases, some of which would be needed to mm-hmm. uh, refer to Melbourne. What's your experience with that, the initial stages in things which might be you know, relatively complex or um, perhaps even stretch the limits of what is possible at a health service like Portland District Health? The short answer is that you need to know your limit, what you can provide and uh, provide that very well. And when you know something's out of your scope of practice, then you make that decision and make the call to seek the help that you need. And often the help is a phone call away. You just need to know who to call. So it's important that you have that support network and also your own skill set and limitations. You mentioned the the coastline was a big draw card for Portland, but were there any other factors, like any hobbies that you do, or uh, you know perhaps just the being on the coast? I've worked in quite a few different rural and remote towns. So I've done work as a rural journalist type of work in the past, and that took me to places out back of Queensland and a lot of different towns out there, and really enjoy that work. But I couldn't really see myself living in those places long term. Yeah, there are amazing sceneries and amazing practice of medicine, but as a place to to live, my feelings always uh, came back to the coastline. And the other factor that's important is um, lifestyle factor. It's emphasized quite a lot in current medical training to have good work-life balance traditionally became a doctor you're meant to sort of dedicate your life to medicine and you know, I still believe that's an important part of your work that you are always well try to be always available to the needs of the community but you also have to look after yourself the work in Portland did allow that bit of flexibility that uh, when you work you do work hard but uh, in return you, you've got some downtime as well and that's an important thing to consider when you're taking up a position. And you know, in, in your role in fulfilling the needs of the community, it's no good if you uh, start working in a town but uh, you're not satisfied and you end up leaving and the, and the health service has to find another person that's not ideal for anyone. What's the, what's the training environment like out here for junior doctors and mm. uh, medical students too? Portland District Health is evolving as a training institution. And in fact, today's uh, Friday, from next Monday, we are taking on our first cohort of interns 
to undergo their full internship training. And that's actually quite a, quite a big leap for Portland District Health to have been accredited to provide internship training. And also within the uh, Department of Anesthesia, we are working on um, having registrars uh, on rotational basis, hopefully starting this year, uh, but that's in the pipeline. And there are other plans in place to expand the educational capacity and capability. Now we already have two third-year medical students from Deakin University each year. Their feedback um, have been very positive over the last few years. Have you got any advice for anyone that's looking at perhaps making the sea change to the coast? I think the most important thing is to uh, go out and uh, have a look and give it a try. You know, when you speak to people in Melbourne and you tell them you're from, you live in Portland, they're like, oh, why would you want to live out there? That's actually a fantastic place, Southwest. It has, you know, I don't want to use the word coastline again because I've used it many times, but natural beauty of the uh, region is, is, is just simply, simply amazing. And really the city is not that far away. Melbourne is four hours um, on the road. You've got bigger cities like Warrnambool and Mount Gambia just an hour away. And uh, there's so many things really to explore out here. The practice of medicine um, can be very diverse and uh, it can uh, provide challenges to anyone willing to take on those challenges. So my advice is give it a go. If you have an opportunity to do a placement um, in a rural town or regional city, try it and um, if you like that experience chances are you actually will enjoy living and working in a regional town do you feel like you've experienced people looking at your decision Mm. to move to portland Mm. and going well why are you going there your your skills are are good enough for a a metropolitan center Mm. why would you take them out to portland have you Mm. encountered anything like that yeah, there's always this little dichotomy of city versus rural. And uh, yes, it does exist in, in medicine where often what is done in the city is seen as the, you know, the, the gospel of, of medicine. But the context of city practice and rural practice they are very different. And what it takes to work in rural areas is actually quite different to what it takes to work in the city. You need to have a wider scope of practice and you gotta have needs of the community in mind all the time. And a huge amount of work goes into being on call for your health service, for your community. And because the work requires you to be more multi-skilled, Developing the skills that it takes to work in rural areas is, is somewhat different to what it takes to work in the city. And if you have always just worked in the city and suddenly get placed in a situation where you are all alone and having to make important decisions without having all of the backup that uh, you'd always had, can put people in a very stressful situation. Practitioners in the city uh, may not appreciate that until they come and work in a smaller town.
Thanks to our guests for taking the time to discuss their work and thank you for listening. This episode was part of a series of conversations with doctors in regional Victoria. There's more episodes available which focus on a wide range of medical specialties and all things rural medicine. Find us on your podcast app of choice and if you're enjoying the series so far, give us a five-star rating. It helps us reach more people looking at a career in rural medicine. Deakin University's School of Medicine has collaborated with Monash Rural Health to create this episode. Deakin operates the Western Victoria Regional Training Hub and Monash Rural Health the Northwest Victoria and Gippsland Regional Training Hubs. There are hubs all across the country helping medical students and junior doctors learn more about practicing medicine in regional Australia. To find out where your nearest regional training hub is, visit the link in the episode show notes or just search regional training hubs. Dr. What? Dr. Where? is presented by Patrick Laverick, that's me, and it was made possible by funding from the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program at the Commonwealth Department of Health.